one, see I'ma got this one No, I'm not the wild one, but I'ma fucking turn up Until I see the morning sun Set that tiger bone, got the henny up <laughs> Blow the bitches like I'm blowing through some cleanness No more pussy for bitch niggas, cause y'all fucking up These bitches fucking on each other, man's another one Welcome back to the Con Men Podcast. We we are we we just shot our Patreon episode. We just talked about the elections, so we're fucking done with elections for now. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm pretty uh, burnt out after last night. Burnt out on it. Um, so much winning. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Also, fucking, I'm looking through my phone. Whenever I pick up these gigs, um, one of these gigs where I was talking about it off air was I had, let me, let me kind of pull this up cause it's so ridiculous in, in fucking 2022. So in the email, it says, here's some of the requirements. Uh, there's a COVID policy. And their important information: All staff who are vaccinated must bring their vaccination card. If you do not, if you do not bring your card, you will be required to test. All staff who are not vaccinated, they were not vaccinated. All caps. It's kind of aggressive. They will be required to arrive twenty minutes prior to their arrival time and take a rapid COVID test. You'll be required to wear a mask. If anyone has an issue with this, please reach out to me directly as soon as possible. So I rejected that. I was like, "Fuck that." I'm not. I'm done wearing these stupid masks. We're done. I'm not getting a a, a PCR rapid test. That doesn't work. And I have to wear a mask because I'm not vaccinated. Fuck you. We're done with that. <clears throat> like who, who? No. And and this thing is being ran by Google. Obviously, these guys are. This is retarded. Like stop. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. The the mask is is basically like a like a fucking dunce head in a in a struggle session in China. That's what it is. This is all this. I'm no. I'm not. I'm not gonna do it. They're probably gonna call me like, hey, I saw that you rejected it. Why? Like, because I'm not wearing your fucking mask, and I'm not. I'm not getting a, a PCR test. They can go fuck themselves. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. You, there's there's uh, there's nothing in your job description that says that you need to adhere to. Uh, any kind of um, optional COVID policy. A mask. That's so wild that people were still wearing masks. It's almost 2023. Yeah, we got a couple more months left. And I guarantee everyone at that uh, event is not going to be wearing a mask. No, it's just going to be all, all the fucking workers. Yeah, so this comment podcast. I am your host, Sean, and this is Adam. Hello. Just had to throw that out there because I was just, just worked up about this shit. Very fired up you I'm, are. I'm, I get fired up. I had no energy before the show, but once these fucking, once we press the record button and, and the cameras are on, I'm, I'm ready to fucking go. Yeah. Hate will keep you alive. Oh, yeah. Hate, that spite. Spite keeps me, that, that's my, that's my, like, number one kind of, like, that, that's how I get, all my power is from spite. I see. It's all, it, it's, it's all spite driven. My life is spite driven. I just want people to pay. That's it. Mm-hmm. I, I, if if someone wronged me, fucking that. that this is how I wake up in the morning. It's like coffee. Give yeah. me coffee and in, in spite. That's right. Crush Not, your, I almost said sprite. I don't crush your enemies. Crush my enemies. That whole thing. There's nothing better. Like people are like, oh, hate doesn't do anything. Yes, it does. 
it gets me it wakes me up it, get, it pumps me up yeah i want these i want these people to fucking fail that's it that's right you want to wipe the uh wipe the fucking smirk off their stupid faces yeah and then i can see i'm, I'm fucking a, right it's a good feeling isn't it mm-hmm. i love that is, it, is this a spite podcast i don't know maybe it is yeah Maybe someone said I couldn't do, I could never make money off this this podcast, which I am now. We are. We we just have to hit up our uh, our sponsor. Oh shit, we do have a sponsor. We'll 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 read that after the show. Sure. Uh, <coughs> but yeah, but yeah. So midterms are now over. Back to that. Yeah. Did a couple hours last night on YouTube. I don't know if you guys were part of that. So, as as this episode, it has not been removed, so that's good. We even we didn't say anything too crazy on there, and like I mean, we just did a breakdown of it. Like the 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 red wave was like, eh, it was it was okay. Like it, they there were the Republicans did um, they took control of the House. We don't know about the Senate, so we'll, we don't know what's going on with that. You know what I do know it, is that. Um the Donald Trump sells two hundred dollar hoodies on the Mar-a-Lago website, and they're nice. They're fucking pretty sweet. Yeah, I would, I would get one of those. Yeah, I would definitely spend Patreon money to get one of them, one of them jammies. Yeah, but like yesterday, there. So, so some of the breakdowns was, um, voting machines break down in Arizona, so yeah. that's a shit show. A bunch of Trump endorsed politicians didn't do as well as we thought. In an election that people could have voted out these politicians after two years of lockdowns and riots, and they still lost. That's crazy. That that that's one of the most furious, infuriating things about this is there should have been a lot of these people should have been voted out. And I'm not a Republican or anything, but I just hate I hate Democrats. Yeah, well, I don't feel bad for people in New York. Or, you know, uh, California. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you want to live in a fucking place that's gonna... Massachusetts. You gotta get out. That is just gonna charge you a goddamn fortune. Mm -hmm. It's like, do you want to give three quarters of your fucking check to just rent and property tax and gas (laughs) and Mm -hmm. whatever the fuck else? It's like, okay, do what you want with your money. Yeah. Because that's really what it comes down to at the end of the day. It's like, Mm -hmm. everyone wants to pretend like they're angry at racist people and all this shit or they pretend they give a fuck about the color of you know the, the people's skin or something but that's not what it is it's yeah so people I, arguing over people are, are just arguing over like why do you spend so much to live your life for dumb shit yeah it, that's what it, that's what it really is like i moved here because i was i didn't want to fucking pay income tax i didn't mm-hmm. want to fucking pay uh, $7 for fucking gas. Yeah. Well, I talked to one of my homies uh, in the Bay recently. Gas is down to six fifty. <laughs> it's two ninety nine in Texas. Just, yeah. It's going it, down here. It's going down here, but that's also all just like oil reserves. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we're, but get, we're not, are we using oil reserves here? Probably. I mean, we should, I don't know. We have so much oil. Like I, we're, I imagine they're going to, the price is going to start going up here. Uh, Around Christmas time. We have multiple refineries in Texas. Yeah. Like, there's refineries in West Texas, and then there's refineries in South, like, uh, over there in the Gulf. Mm-hmm. Like, you see them all over when you're driving through. Like, we we, sh- we should have too much oil. Yeah. 
And um, yeah, and uh, I mean, Texas, of course, is redder now. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, there's a bunch of Californians are moving here. They're going to turn it blue. Like, why would they move out of California to escape their policies and then vote the same way? That that's this is this is how people vote outside of Texas. Or I mean, they're just like, hey, Sean, I really like your hat. Mm-hmm. Tell you what, um, I will. Uh, it, you, okay, here's the bad oh, news: yeah. is everyone's voted. And you need to pay me a very small amount of money so that you can continue to wear, wear your hat all the time. And then if, let's say, for instance, you agreed to that. <laughs> okay. And then like two years later, I'm like, oh, Sean, uh, bad news. Everyone voted and they said that you now, now need to pay double what you initially paid for the hat. Uh, and I'm going to take it in taxes and you can't stop me. Yeah. And then that... Yeah, I didn't agree to that. And that just keeps going forever (laughs) in fucking perpetuity. And that's what everywhere else is like. It's like, don't, why are you voting to have people take more of your money for shit that doesn't need to be done? You know, it's like, it's like, how are those fucking wildfires in California treating you guys? Yeah. How are those rolling fucking blackouts? Are you enjoying that? You know, that doesn't have to happen. People act like that's like a hurricane. Hurricanes, they're treating like wildfires and blackouts like it's a hurricane. Like a hurricane is going to happen mm-hmm. no matter what the <laughs> fuck you say or do or legislate. Mm-hmm. Rolling blackouts and fucking fires can be managed to the point where people's homes and lives aren't threatened constantly. Uh, the the Young Turks were trying to do a, uh, the midterm uh, coverage last night. And, yeah, and it was, like, knocked out because they had a uh, they were having rolling blackouts in California. They're always – I like how they were trying to shit on Texas, how they're like, oh, they have rolling blackouts, uh, like, once every fucking four years. Like, our, our – Yeah, our those grids, dickheads fucking uh, shit on Texas during the freeze. They're like – Oh, your fucking windmills don't work, Texas? Ha ha, fuck you. It's like, it's like, motherfucker, you're you're the ones who want fucking windmills and solar <laughs> yeah. energy more than everyone else. Yeah. This was, is what you want, and you're gonna fucking talk shit on Texas for it. Yeah. What what didn't what ended up failing us, I mean, they could have winterized all the pipes. That that did happen. Also, all the renewable energy all failed. They all failed. None of them worked. There's no such thing as renewable energy. Once it's burnt, like, yeah. once you burn off a cord of firewood, you don't get anything back mm. to replace it except cutting down another tree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that, that that's basically what, so what we're saying right now. We, we got all that stuff out of the way. And I'm talking about the vote for a certain reason because it has to do with the episode. Um, what I'm trying to say is voting doesn't matter. And we talked about this on the Patreon. So if you, if you're not a patron right now, you should go check it out. Patreon.com forward slash Conman podcast. We, we, we get into these topics without, it's not as structured as this. It's more of like a hangout, but we talked about how voting doesn't fucking matter because, um, I mean, I don't 100% agree with that. Um, I think in theory, voting matters, but um, 
I think over the course of time, the integrity of voting has been yes. perverted to the point where it's just nauseating. Mm -hmm. Because, but, I mean, obviously voting matters, I mean, well, especially, well, then things like uh, like Toro College, for mm -hmm. instance, otherwise we wouldn't have got fucking <laughs> Trump. Yeah, but this, so this is a point I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make because last night on the stream, I seen a lot of streams are like, go out and vote, go out and vote. I was like, I'm not going to tell people if they should vote or not. That's up to you. You, you should do that. But my point is this country <laughs> is fucking ran by oil companies. Yeah. I would, I would tell you stay home and jerk off. Yeah. Don't, don't listen to like. It's your life. You, you know can do whatever the fuck. You can vote for whoever you want. I don't care. Absolutely. You know what feels better than voting? Coming. Yes. There's nothing better than a nice come. Yeah, and then just change my mind. And owning your own house and coming on your own floor, <laughs> and you and then punching a hole in the wall. That's your wall. <laughs> Punch a hole in the wall and then come, come in, in the it. hole <laughs> in yeah. the wall. Yeah, because. You don't have to worry about a landlord. Like, what happened to your wall? Like, I put a fucking hole in it and I came in it. Yeah, that's, that's why my business. That's why the hole smells so bad. <laughs> the stinky hole. Like, uh, don't don't judge that stinky hole. That's there for a reason. And then that's it's also a power move. You gotta you gotta tell the you gotta tell the old ball and chain. Like, well, it's you a, see that hole. It's a conversation piece during the holidays where people are just like, "What the? <laughs> oh, oh, sit down. You want to listen to this? Hang my stockings." <laughs> <laughs> in the don't, cum hole. Yeah, don't don't like. What's that smell like? Mm. That's the smell of uh, of Yuletide spirit. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's the jungle of love. What's yeah. in there? Oof. But, but yeah, we were talking about voting. Oh, oh yeah, so this country is ran by oil companies, by teachers unions, pharmaceutical companies. All of those countries own the media companies, and that they pass on propaganda to tell you what they want you to know. Sure, voting for the people that are going to push these crazy ideas down our kids' throats is admirable, right? I wish the country wasn't controlled by a bunch of psychopaths, but it just is. The Rockefellers, what this episode's about, set up a, a pyramid scheme that is impossible to topple. Let's get into the Rockefellers for this episode. So, the, the, uh, I know people will be like, hey, you guys never talk about the Rothschilds or the Rockefellers. Like, I was waiting for a moment... I think voting was a good, uh, or midterms was a good way to kind of transition to a John D. Rockefeller episode because interesting, interesting stuff. <clears throat> I feel like I had to cough there, but nothing came out. Weird. But, so John D. Rockefeller started Standard Oil in 1870. Standard Oil had the monopoly on almost all the oil in the world. Some of the companies that originated from Standard Oil include ExxonMobil, the world's most profitable company. Chevron, Conoco, Phillips, and BP uh, Amoco. Amoco? Amoco, there you go. Amoco. Yeah. Standard Oil had to break up into, into these companies because of, of the antitrust legislation. Standard Oil had control of 90% of oil production. John D. Rockefeller was a ruthless businessman. So, like, he, he's, he, what he kind of reminds me of is, is Bill Gates. How Bill? I don't know if you know a lot about how Bill Gates came up, um, but he he basically went he wanted to monopolize all of all of his assets and crush all of his com competition. Mm -hmm. so, but that that's what John D. Rockefeller was, and he was like 
he was the world's richest man when during this time, and he fucking owned everything. In uh, 1872, he purchased uh, he purchased out or shut down 22 of his of his Cleveland competitors, and 22 of them went bankrupt and went out of business. So what I took from this is he he bought them and then like for real low cost and then just put them out of business. So he had no competition. Oh yeah, why not? It's fucking cheating. <laughs> that's not fun. Well, I mean, that's kind of that's kind of the nature of the marketplace, right? Yeah. You know what? You want to be you want to if you, if you have some, like a worthy competitor. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you want to have as much of the market share as you can. How do you do that? You do whatever the fuck you need to do to fucking squeeze out the other guy. Yeah, who's actively trying to fuck you too. That's true. See, what would be interesting is, uh, I don't know if there's a documentary or something about this, but or I'm sure there's a book somewhere mm-hmm. that discusses, like, who were, like, all of Bill Gates' opponents throughout his career, and then all the motherfuckers he just crushed. Oh, there is. I've, we, I watched them, like, when I was in college. It's probably an impressive list. Yeah. Just, just giant corporations with tons of money and smart people, and they just weren't smart enough. They didn't mm-hmm. have enough money. They weren't. They weren't. They didn't have the cunning. Fuck, man! We should do a Bill Gates episode soon. We can do a Bill Gates episode. We should wait till the uh, next year to do it. Yeah, probably like, next year. Re- really research it out, nice and thick and juicy. Yeah, might might do like a multi episode um, on Bill Gates because there's a lot to him. He's he's very similar, like I'm saying, to John D. Rockefeller. So this the Sherman Antitrust Act passed by the United States government prohibited from. Pursuing complete control. And this is what made um, that's that's why all the all of his companies from Standard Oil ended up being like Chevron, Exxon, um, BP, and all this kind of stuff. So Standard Oil was controlled by a nine tr- trustee board led by Rockefeller during the 1881 to 1882 18, ooh, 1902 period. I put 1502. Jesus. Wrote this this morning. Um, it's a long time. I know. And then went back in time. Weird. Uh, during his tenure, Rockefeller saw cut through a competition as a, as a threat to his industry and methodically dismantled it. He, um, yeah, so dur- during this whole time, that's when he started taking apart all these di- all of his competition. He did the same, basically the same thing he did to the, the, the Cleveland companies. Um. Standard Oil dominated the oil industry in the United States in 1882. According to historical accounts, John D. Rockefeller was the most powerful human being. Probably, he's he's really one of the most powerful human beings in, like, human history. Just, like, because of all the things that he did end up controlling. Which we are going to get more into, like, what he was able to control just based on all of his oil money. Yeah. he was He was the world's first billionaire. Yeah, I mean, in the 1800s, imagine that. Yeah, I, I would, uh, I would, you know, I'm a big fan of There Will Be Blood, mm-hmm. and that whole movie's about oil. Yeah, and just, just like, what year was that? Uh, there Will Be Blood is, I think, supposed to take place in the early 1900s. Okay, and so it was like, um. I don't know what the backstory to There Will Be Blood is, but it's mm-hmm. like the Daniel Plainview, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis character. It's like, who did he come up under? Because yeah. it's like, that dude was just like, I will crush everyone 
and that's basically what it is. It's a guy who won. He's a guy who defeated everyone who ever mm-hmm. fucking thought about fucking with him. Yeah. And he just lived in a fucking mansion alone. Sick. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah, the Sick. end. <laughs> and then he kills a fucking he kills a preacher with a fucking bowling pin. I love that movie. It's it's so brutal. It's so <laughs> unbelievably brutal. It, yeah. And that's kind of how when I look at this, I'm like 1872. I'm like. Well, in the same time. I'm like, yeah. I'm like John D. Rockefeller. I could just, I just envisioned Daniel Plainview, like worked for some kind of oil guy connected to Rockefeller and, mm. and then went out on his own and fucking crushed everyone. Yeah. So he used this uh, money to help create and fund the one of our favorite topics, the Federal Reserve, along with with the Rothschild family. This put people involved to be more powerful than the U.S. government <laughs> in terms of power and influence. Sure. Imagine the power to print money out of thin air. For the sake of time, we can get into the banking groups that were formed during this time. Basically, the banks were formed by a group of families that basically own everything. These people sit on the boards of almost every board in for, in like all the Fortune 500 companies. So the Rockefellers are deeply involved with this. But that 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 banking one, like you you talk about like the 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 bloodlines, the thirteen families or whatever. I think it's thirteen families. You're talking about the four horsemen uh, of of bankers. Like you got like J.P. Morgan. You got all these these fucking guys. But that's for another episode because that 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 right there by itself can be a full episode. Yeah. So a quick rundown of what I just mentioned: Rockefellers owned and controlled ninety percent of oil production and distribution ran some of the most powerful banks and helped start the Federal Reserve. It's a massive amount of power when you think of it. <laughs> Even back then, that's every fucking everything. Yeah, that's that's um that's a nightmare. <laughs> everything that kind of sucks, they are in control of. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> I'm kind of like setting like creating the I guess the the canvas or what what is it called when you paint on um, well the the thing that you paint on it's a canvas. There it is, canvas. Present the canvas of this whole picture coming out because mm-hmm. he oil company. That's how he gets money. Crushes all them, and then he he. I mean, when you think of like the fucking just what oil and petroleum you can make, you make plastic. You fucking make everything. Like everything. Yeah, everything plastic is oil. Without oil, there's no life. Yeah, there's no food. He owns life. Most people, most of the people who are alive today are only alive because of fossil fuels. Yes. And the idea that I'm not saying fossil like, fuels are bad. They are good, but he owned it all. No, fossil fuels are fucking amazing. Yeah. They're the, literally the reason why we're sitting here right now. Yes. And I don't think anyone can, like, anyone who's like, we need to get rid of fossil fuels. It's like, okay, no. Well, that's getting rid of most of the population. Yeah. It's um, like, go- and I'll, this is the example I always use. I'm like, go to a hospital. Imagine everything that's plastic in a hospital is gone. Yeah. Now, how do you think that would affect medical care? It's it, all gone. Exactly. People would just be dying constantly. Mm-hmm. There, it would be a fucking holocaust. Um, should we just run through a list of the the, the Illuminati bloodline? Yes. The yes. 13, that- okay. Just in case. Uh, I mean, this is this is just what I have. This may be different on other people's <laughs> lists. 
But this is the one I have. There's the Astors, mm-hmm. the Bundys, yes. the Collins, the DuPonts, the Freemans, the Kennedys, the Lees, the Onassises, mm-hmm. the Rockefellers, the Russells, the Van Duens, mm-hmm. the uh, the Merovigians. Really? They're called the Merovigians? See, like, yeah. the, like the French guy from The Matrix? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. That, I didn't that, think of that. That's was a good it point. the second Matrix where they go in there and they have to go get the uh, the key maker? Mm-hmm. And they, but they have to go through the Merovigian. The Merovigian is like the French dude and he has like kind of the hot sort of like half Asian uh, chick and shit. And mm-hmm. he's like, he's like, I need the, uh, the key maker. And he's like, well, you cannot have the fucking key maker, fucking Neo and all this shit. Yeah, that's. That guy, that guy's character was called the Merovigian, mm. and then last but not least, the Rothschild family. Yes, yeah, I, I've I've been wanting to do an Illuminati episode, but just, it's just, just it, an old fashioned, dirty, thick, juicy, sweaty Illuminati episode. Oh, it, it would just be fun because there's so much. Because like I didn't know what angle to go on. Like I, it's like it's 2002 or something. Just, I miss those days. Those are good days. The, the like the the great YouTube days yeah. where you, you watch like Madonna fucking dances and like oh she's doing a a, a fucking um that's a, that's a that's a sacrificial uh, <laughs> initiation right there. I yeah. was like I would I would watch those for hours. Yeah, what was it? Uh, the first time I saw Loose Change is because some guy at a train station was handing out mm-hmm. like DVDR copies of it. He's like, you gotta see this. You gotta see. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And yeah, that was back in the day. There was like like. And this is pre-Occupy Wall Street. So this it's is, like the like between like 9-11 to Occupy Wall Street, there was like six, seven years of people just cultivating insanity on the internet. This is this is our culture. Like early two thousands watching conspiracy theory videos and smoking weed and hanging out with your friends. That was our Seinfeld. Yes. <laughs> it really that, is. Or even be like, that was our the office. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, like it's it's gonna be funny. Like twenty years from now, someone's gonna try to do some conspiracy shit when it's like not not like how it is right now. And you're like, he's like, don't. It, it's just gonna be weird. It's gonna be kind of like watching someone like get into an uh, like a show you're into, and you're like, oh, you don't you don't really get it. You didn't live through nine eleven. Oh right. I mean, I, I get that. My culture is not your prom dress. I see. I mm. see. But I hope it keeps going. Like maybe, maybe the, the you're literally the, talking about a guy in 1873, though. That's true. So I hope the iron. I'm wearing. I'm out. yeah. Now I'm wearing their prom dress, uh, their culture yeah. as a prom dress. 1873. So you're wearing somebody's corset. Oh yeah, and their bustle. Ooh, that's hot. Yeah, but I mean, I think over time, you know, if people, it's just more hindsight's 2020, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's just more information to dig through. And yeah. then, and then I think the the community yeah. will start coming to a consensus about certain things where it's like, okay, it's accepted that you know, you it's going to be weird when this gets all like when these conspiracies become mainstream, main, mainstream eventually because that that's going to happen when like with when people like really start getting into this kind of stuff because we're yeah, we but, are kind of like a fringe type of. Yeah, wasn't the wasn't the Zapruder film, uh, film like not even discovered until like ten years after Kennedy was killed or something like that? I'm not too familiar. No, I don't know. I heard that somewhere. I don't know if that's true, but I'm like, oh, I guess that would make sense because I don't know. I'm not too familiar. 
Yeah, I am. Um, let's see. Now I have to know. Now, oh. I, now I now I have to know if the uh, if that's true or not. But yeah, the JFK was was our grandparents. Uh, their nine eleven. I think my mom was like probably like three or f- probably like five years old when JFK was was shot. So I don't know if that yeah. would call it their nine eleven. Well, let's see. Uh, that More was, like grandma's nine eleven. That was sixty three. So my mom was eight years old. Yeah. I think their 9-11 was like when the um, when the Challenger crashed. That's like one of the things where like everyone knows where they're at. But I don't know if you c- compare it to 9-11 because like well, they had, people died. They had like and Vietnam and like Korea. Also the Challenger might – those people might all still be alive. Have you ever heard of that conspiracy where they're, these people – When the Challenger they, exploded? Yeah, they like fake these people's deaths. But why do that? I don't know. I haven't. I, I started looking into that a while ago, but I never like really went deep into it because I had a I had a friend that does a conspiracy theory podcast, and he's like, "Look into this," and he was like showing me uh, like these people that were alive and like compared and compared them to like the actual pictures. Mm. But I don't know. We'll we'll get into that one later. That don't want to get too far on a tangent, but yeah. Um, oh, oh, I mean, this is just a quick search, but. Uh, the Zapruder film was shown on television. It was aired on television uh, February on Valentine's Day in Ooh, 1969. Something kind of romantic. 1969 is when the Zapruder film came out. That's my idea of a nice date. Valentine's Day, you're sitting at home, you're mm-hmm. doing some fucking, you know, uh, I, I guess that's pre-cable. Mm-hmm. Pre-cable and chill. And then someone's like, here is a... Here's a fucking <laughs> shitty video of um, of President Kenny being murdered. <laughs> does that's it show? Weird. Does that's it show weird. his head explode? Yeah, it's the Zapruder film. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Back into the left, bro. Oh, that, see, that was I wasn't. That's like that's like if in 2010 or something or 2000. Yeah, they were like, oh, we have footage from 9 11. It'd be like if there was no footage in 9 11, like if the towers getting hit, and then like. Like years later, they were like, "Oh, we actually we have we wanted we have footage. We want to show it." I remember which video you're talking about now. I it, I got I got a little lost. Yeah, I know exactly which, which yeah. video that is. Abraham Zapruder. Yeah, he was on. He was standing on the grassy knoll mm-hmm. when uh, Kennedy was killed. Yes, um, but yeah, John D. Rock. Back to John D. Rockefeller. <laughs> that that's an interesting tidbit. I want to look more into that. John D. Rockefeller was also a physician early in his career. His fingerprints on the industry are, are very interesting. During the early 1900s, scientists discovered the new petrochemicals, like we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. There was new ways to create a variety of compounds from oil or petro. Some of the first products derived from petrochemicals was plastic. But organic scientists knew that the potential to create more with this product was like endless. So that that's yeah. kind of like leads us into where we are today with with this type of technology and discovery of one of the great great discoveries of all time is is what you could do with the with the with oil in these refineries and whatnot. I mean, I don't I don't know too much about like organic chemistry, but it's pretty interesting stuff. You don't, okay? No. I mean, I don't pretend to be an expert. I just, I, 
I go and research stuff. I'm, and that's it. And then talk about it and 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 yell yell into a, a microphone. That's what I do. Yeah, I'm an expert. Yes, on organic chemistry. No, I'm no, I'm just an expert. Okay. <laughs> well, we we got an expert in the room. It means I can talk about anything. That's why I have him on the show. We need an expert. Yeah, we, you need to be able to uh, appeal to authority and not just. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you say it with enough confidence, then they will, anyone will believe it. I snuck into a concert that way. Mm. You know, I only had two tickets to go to this sold-out concert, mm-hmm. and a friend of mine wanted to go, and I told him, like, when we get to the door, and our names are on the list, right, because mm-hmm. we already bought our tickets, I'm like, just um, tell them, just I want you to lie to the door guy and be like, no, I'm down for three tickets. Mm-hmm. And they're going to say, no, we only have you for two, but I need you to insist that it's three and yeah and uh like i had to like hype the dude up in the car and we went up and he was just like he like he believed it he was just like i'm telling you i paid for three this is ridiculous like and he was like like a silent film actor he was like oh i'm so i'm so upset (laughs) and uh the guy was like all right you know it's cool man like you guys can come in so we got nice so we got we all three of us got in for you know just through pure lying and confidence there's also another good way to do it. I know this guy, I um, old friend of mine, he snuck into concerts by just having a by by having a clipboard. He just walks real fast with a clipboard, yeah. and no one ever fucking talks to him. And he said he's he's like I've gotten to multiple like music festivals <laughs> like that. Just like George Costanza, just look really yeah kind of upset at work and people were like damn look how hard that guy's working <laughs> exactly that is awesome. i mean someone someone snuck into the super bowl by just holding a ladder a ladder no yeah and he, he like put it up online he was just like look i'm in he got into like vip areas all he was doing was holding a fucking ladder no one asked the I guy just, with the ladder any questions that's great i just picture all these like media photos and shit mm-hmm. and there's just like some dude in the background like waldo with a ladder <laughs> that's awesome good for yeah. him yeah like, um but yeah so some of the things like the potential to create some of these products one of the things was synthetic vitamins where they were where they were discovered to fight vitamin deficiencies like scurvy and rickets rockefeller saw a big opportunity he saw the chance to control and monopolize multiple industries at once petroleum chemical chemicals and medical and of course petrochemicals were ideal for a business perspective because they could be patent patented owned and sold for higher profits this guy's a, he's got to be a time traveler because how the fuck does he know to do all this stuff <clears throat> well yeah that's used why you hire chemists yeah, to, to figure out this shit. There's no way this guy's not a time traveler, though. That that's that's my well, I would imagine that's my crazy theory on him. And refining oil from the ground, <coughs> like you gotta have just like a legion of fucking just like scientists who are just like we can do all kinds of shit with this stuff. Because mm-hmm. once you break it down to like you know like on the molecular level, you're mm-hmm. just like oh yeah, we can make all kinds of stuff. We can make we can make credit cards and we can make yeah. fucking clipboards. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's I one of a funny joke that I think it was Eddie Griffin where he was like talking about like like compounds and stuff like that. He was like he's like you want to know why God is real because we know the recipe to water, but we can, no one has ever been able to make it. 
<laughs> it's not really that grim. It's not really that funny, but the joke's so true. He's like, we know what the fuck's in it, but we don't know how to make it. <laughs> but yeah, so the only problem, so the only problem with this plan was most America, most Americans were like into natural and herbal herbal medicines. This is like having to do with like the Witch, witchcraft. Yeah. yeah. This is what people like believed in, like, which is, I mean, the people were more healthy back then. That That's, that's a fact. But he was really trying to get into the pharmaceutical business and, and start making pharmaceutical uh, products to patent and make people take them to make even more money. This is what Rockefeller was doing. So half of the medical colleges and, and doctors in America at this time were practicing holistic medicine. Rockefeller knew he had to crush this competition, of course. Rockefeller's first uh, move was to purchase German far pharmaceutical companies. Stop me if you heard this name before, but IG Farben. I don't know if you know too much about that company. No. But they were a company that had uh, – one of their, the subsidiaries of IG Farben – was Bayer. Bayer made Zyklon B that gassed Jewish people in concentration camps. IG Farman was also like, they're very instrumental in like the, the Nazi, like the Third Reich. And mm -hmm. uh, um, they, um, they were involved in a lot of human experiments. Not just Bayer, the actual IG Farman. It was so bad that many of their directors were convicted of war crimes. And but the funny thing is these, I was looking these up these scientists and directors and all these people with IG Farman that got convicted of war crimes, but the United, instead of putting these people to death, yeah, they're like, oh, like these, they're not that bad of guys. So they like let them go for good hmm. behavior. They let them, they let them go. I mean, it seems like it was, it was just like John Fetterman was, um, was, was like kind of running the Nuremberg trials. Well, also, like, if these people have a way of, if they have, if they've been conduct, uh, conducting, you know, scientific experiments that have yielded things that are potentially profitable mm -hmm. or helpful in some way, like, okay, maybe we don't murder these guys immediately. Like, we have to, we have to uh, extract what information that they have. I want to find because I, when I was looking this up, because they they did this one. Let me see. They they did this experiment where it killed all these women, <laughs> which it was so fucking brutal where it killed every single person. So it says um, this is going to Wikipedia. So most of the experiments were conducted in the the Birkenau in Block Twenty, the women the women's camp hospital. The patients were su suffering from, and in many cases, had been de deliberately infected with typhoid, tuberculosis, diphtheria, and other diseases. Then were given preparations named rutinol, persistone, like all these other things according to prisoner physicians who witnessed the experiments after being given the drugs of women's with experiments circulation problems bloody vomiting uh painful diarrhea containing fragments of mucus and membrane of the of the 50 typhoid sufferers given uh 15 died 40 of the 75 tuberculosis patients given rutinol died Jesus. and then and then for one experiment, which tested as an anesthetic, Bayer had 150 women sent to Auschwitz to its own facility. 
They paid RM, I don't know what that means, 150 per woman, all of whom died as a result of the research. So 150 of these women died. Like they were, mm. this is on like, uh, I know we did the Unit 731. Yeah. Like they're very similar. Unit 731 is a little more brutal than than what the Nazis did, but it would, it's still, because <coughs> Unit 731, every single person died. No one survived Unit 731. Yeah. Did you ever, did you ever see, um, Men Behind the Sun, Jinned Up <laughs> I can't. It's too much. It's too brutal. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll watch it together sometime. <laughs> it, it, like, it's so brutal, it bums me out. It, like, it, it, that movie, like, I was watching the scenes, and it was, like, freaking me out. I was like, this is... This a, it looks like medical footage, where it's just, like, cold. Like, don't you get cold when you watch it? When like, you, there's, like, a, there's, like, a procedural... And I mean cold, like emotional, like it's not like a movie that's like, okay, here's a scene where mm-hmm. like you're supposed to feel this. It's more of like, these are people who are going to put a guy in a chamber and suck, you know, pressurize it and his asshole's going to shoot out of his yeah. butt cheeks and he's going to die. And, and it's just like people looking through a window, writing on clipboards, like mm, mm-hmm. in lab coats, you're just like, oh God, yeah, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I remember watching, I was like, Phew. Fucking Adam is a sick fuck. I can't <laughs> believe you watched this movie. I mean, it's um, <coughs> I mean, it's kind of it's it's labeled as a uh, Men Behind the Sun is kind of labeled as an exploitation film, but it's it's really it's kind of like a, a very graphic <coughs> uh, Schindler's List, really. <laughs> yeah, and it, they don't it, have any likable characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, it's um, but it's I mean it's historically accurate and the guy who made mm. it it's it's you know it's, it's i remember it's his country so he's just like he's like he got a lot of shit for he it got too. a lot of shit for it. he's like but mm. this is the he's all this is a horrible atrocity that took place in my country and i i feel like it should be you know people should have some type of something to look at because people ignore history but movies kind of have a longer life than history does because yeah people can rewrite history and Mm. and just Deleted. forget about it and, and like kind of brush it off the strangest thing about unit 731 episode that we did was when i started promoting it on twitter just rando fucking japanese officials started attacking me online just japanese officials yeah it would say like japanese official like i would i would talk about it and they'll they would say like mm. oh everything this guy is saying is not true he's he's putting out western propaganda and like oh it was it was really fucking weird yeah, but <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, and my account back then only had like like fifty followers, like I had no. It was when I first started the Twitter on that. I was like, "What the fuck? Who are these people?" It was like they were putting in Unit Seven Thirty One search every day yeah. to see who's talking about it and just to like crush that information, which makes me think that they really did do it. Like if you're trying to hide yeah. something that much. It's you then mm-hmm. you then it it obviously happened. They're like it didn't happen. It's Western propaganda. Like mm, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, it it definitely. Happened. I don't get why it would why we would try to process pass that propaganda so we can bomb them. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, we were gonna bomb them regardless. Yeah. Now we want to bomb you even more. <laughs> we do no Japan. Now they're they're nice now. Now that we now that we fucking neutered them with a with a nuke, but Japan seems nice. Yeah, everyone every, Japanese people are very nice. Yeah, I, I think it's a it's a very fascinating um, culture. Mm-hmm. You know, and and 
But yeah, anyway, yeah. So so yeah. So this is what 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 Ig Farben was doing. But uh, now that F- Rockefeller owned the drug manufacturing company, he could move forward with his plan to eliminate the competition. To eliminate the competition, Rockefeller hired a contractor named Abraham Flexner to submit a report to, to Congress in 1910. The report concluded that there were too many doctors and medical schools in America and that all natural healing uh, modalities, which had existed for hundreds of years, were unscientific quackery. The report called for this, the standardization of medical education, whereby only the AMA and other monopoly will be allowed to grant medical school licensure in the U.S. So this is what kind of like um, the whole thing with with Rogan, where he was talking about mm-hmm. like more people should like go out and be in the sun and um, boost their immune system with vitamin was it vitamin D. Yeah. <clears throat> well, also there's. Um there's American pharmaceutical companies that are like buying the genetic, uh, like buying plants and mm. their genetic code and all this shit. And like, 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 um, Chinese holistic, you know, herbs. They're like, we own this plant now. Yeah. And it's like, you could just do that. And, you mm. know, Monsanto did it. Yeah. They're like, Oh, this one plant that does whatever the fuck it does. Maybe, you know, that's medically beneficial. We're just going to own that and no one else could benefit off of it. It's like, that's, that's something that happens. That's in, that, like, that, all that, the time. It's insane. Yeah. They would own shit like, I don't know, ginger or turmeric if they could. The tomatoes they do. They, they, um, if the seed you can, gen- if once it gets genetically modified, you can patent it. Mm. You just have to change a couple of things. I know bananas are like that. Mm hmm. Bananas, as we know it, have only been around for like less than fifty years. What? Yeah, fifty years. You sure about that? I'm pretty sure people were eating bananas like a hundred years ago. Yeah, they were, but those were different bananas. Oh, you talking about the bananas we're eating today? Yeah, there was like a giant like banana pandemic or some shit. Like really, like fifty years ago, and there fifty were like, years ago, like, we can't stop this from happening. Like all of the fucking bananas are going to die, so we're going to have to genetically make new ones so that they don't go extinct mm. and that's the banana that we know today i wonder if that's like what happened in the green revolution because the green revolution was when they really introduced all these genetically modified uh plants yeah. and it saved a lot of people but it also degraded the shit out of the soil yeah ralph nader was there for that mm. oh, the green, yeah oh, that's like, a joke yeah uh, i got it <laughs> So with with new laws in place, Rockefeller teamed up with Andrew Carnegie and started funding medical schools all over America on strict conditions that they only taught uh, allopathic medicine, which is like Western medicine, through the power of their huge grants. This powerful team systemically dismantled the previous curricula of these medical schools, removing any mention of the healing power of herbs or natural treatments. Teachings on diet and, uh, and other natural non-drug treatments were completely removed from medical programs. Rockefeller started funding smear campaigns to target his competitors. Homeopathy and, and natural medicines were discredited and demonized through the media. Some doctors were even jailed for using natural medical treatments on their patients. In a very short time, medical colleges were all homogenized. All the students were taught the same allopathic system, and medicine was now defined as a process of prescribing patent drugs. This is how they got everyone addicted to drugs. Mm. 
which Western medicine, there are very good, amazing things that they've done. But for you to completely get rid of like natural ways of treating people, that that's a big issue. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> yeah. And, um, and, uh, they'll do it. Mm-hmm. They're, they'll, they will be successful. Yeah. These people are going to own all the arable land mm-hmm. and rainforest and all the shit. And they'll just own all the plants. They'll own your lawn someday. <laughs> they already do. Yeah. They, they tell you if you can't water your, your, your own grass, they'd be like, you can't water your grass today. You're like, fuck you. I can do whatever I want. I pay for this water. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah. The, th- the thing that was referred to as Panama disease. Wow, I didn't know about all this. In 1947, uh, United Fruit Company's rival Standard Fruit introduced uh, a, a, ty- a breed of banana called the Cavendish. I wonder what the- old bananas tasted like. I wonder they like they're like sweeter now or... They were probably more like a plantain. They were like hard, mm-hmm. not as flavorful. Had to be cooked uh, a little bit more in order to extract sweetness. Now I'm thinking of like, like watching like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, they're eating a different type of banana. <laughs> this that's a real shit. Yeah, but the, yeah. Back in the day, like, I don't know. Like, my mom worked for McDonald's in like the early '70s, and I, like McDonald's back then must have been so good. Oh yeah. Cause all she's like all the fryers was it was all like animal fat it was like animal lard, whoa that shit's delicious like fucking fries cooked in like mm. lard is so good yeah I've, I've had like I've had duck fries yeah when I worked at a I've worked at a French restaurant and that shit it, it's so fucking good yeah the oil they have now at a uh, at McDonald's it's basically um probably using seed oils it's art it's like artificially it's like artificially beef flavored. Um, oil. So it, it's the fries are tastier. They are tasty. They do have good fries. I haven't. Yeah, fresh I mean, McDonald's fries are the shit. But after like ten minutes, they're fucking awful. Yeah. Did you ever see the um uh, super size me? The super size me guy. Mm-hmm. He had a he put out a video where he put fucking um he put McDonald's fries under a bell jar in his office. Mm-hmm. He put a bunch of shit. He put like a fillet of fish, a Big Mac. Mm-hmm. And fries and like everything just turned all fucking fuzzy mold and shit like that. And the fries just never changed. Oh, wow. They never went bad. I know some of the, they were talking about that with some of their, like their, like a Big Mac also. Like you can, you can leave it in your car. Like there was this lady that was talking about leaving her fucking burger in the car for like two weeks and it looked exactly the same. Like it looked a little different. It was hard, but she's like, there's nothing on it. Isn't that weird? Mm -hmm. Why There's like she, a viral video about it. Why did she leave a Big Mac in her car for two weeks? Because I think she got drunk and just left it and bought it and then like fucking left it there. Damn, that's a hell of a bender. Like just two weeks. So. Yeah, just stayed inside. What? Uh, I mean, we we went to um, was it what was that? When did we go to In and Out? Was that last night? No, that was last no, week. No, that yeah, that was uh, that was a few. That was last episode. Yeah, last week we we. We went out and got a fucking in and out. My car smelled like fucking French fries until today. Wonderful. I was like, where's the French fries? Why does it still smell like French fries in here? Mm. But yeah. So you take so John D. Rockefeller takes over. So he, he's running oil companies, he's running pharmaceutical companies, all this stuff, the fucking Fed. 
So you believe it or not, John D. Rockefeller did not stop there. There's more. In 1902, he created the General Education Board for $129 million. The influ- the, this influenced the public school system that, that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. Rockefeller also came up with the Board of Education, or he helped come up with the Board of Education. This same education system is what the universal education that is being funded by like the state right now. John D. Rockefeller didn't do this because he was a philanthropist or that he really believed in children. He did this to create more workers. He famously said, quote, I don't want a nation of thinkers. I want a nation of workers, which is fine. We do. You can't have a country if you don't have workers. So I I, I get what he's saying. But for all these people that believe in the school system that we currently have, just know it's it's just a big scam. Like they're, it's not making you smarter; it's making you obedient. Sure, they're teaching you how to be like standing for the flag, asking to go to the bathroom, which is crazy. When's the last time you asked to go to the bathroom as an outside of school? <laughs> like that was so weird. You had to ask to go to the bathroom. Like why don't you just go to the bathroom? Yeah. Yeah, I um yeah, I don't um I I don't know. I'm I I kind of went down a rabbit hole at some point during the shutdown where I was just looking up like um homeschooling. Mm-hmm. Which is weird cuz I don't have children, but I was just I follow some people on like YouTube who have kids and they're like, you know, they're like-minded and they're like I'm homeschooling all my kids and I just kind of mm-hmm. started looking into homeschooling and shit. And it's like I've looked it, in it too. It's not as hard as people think. Apparently, it it it's also you you because when you think of school, you think of public school. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, okay, what if you don't have all that shit like hall passes and lunch breaks and recesses and report cards and yeah. parent teacher conferences? You get rid of all that shit. Vaccinating your kids, yeah. <laughs> you get rid of all that shit and you just get into just teaching your children. You're like, well. Kids probably only really learn for maybe three hours a day at school, maybe. Yeah. And the rest of it is fucking lunch and recess. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, did you ever, did you, did you, you went to school in Texas. Yeah. Did you guys have uh, silent reading in um, elementary school? So that's like where you're like sitting, you, where you, it was like, called, where helped. you just read and like no one else, like you're, you're just sitting down there and reading, right? Yeah, in California, it was called SSR. It was called Sustained Silent Reading, where you just sit there and you're just supposed to do nothing but read. It was an SSRI where they just start giving you fucking uh, antidepressants. That'd be, that, get, that's probably what it is now. Yeah. Um, but it's... Start sh- giving the, shooting up the kids. But most Not people, really shooting up the most kids. Most people just went in there and like fell asleep. Mm-hmm. It's basically like study hall. I guess, you know, I think they had that in like high school and shit. They would just have like a period yeah. where it's just study hall. Yeah, I had that in middle school. But I would just go get high. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, it's, <laughs> but it's but it's 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 true. But like school, like yeah. you don't need it. It mm-hmm. never like maybe about maybe the reading part. Socializing is kind of important, mm-hmm. but like it, for the most yeah. part, public school is a fucking hellhole. Like if you like, know how to read and how to write. Um, I don't know. I I feel like you can once you get through like basic math. So, you know, when, when to get to about 10 years old, 
Yeah. Like, what do you really need beyond? You don't. You don't. I haven't used algebra. Well, I, I use it in college, but I've never used it in the real world. You don't yeah. need it unless you're going to be like an engineer. Or like an electrician or something. Yeah. My my dad was an electrician. He's like, you, you if you want to be an electrician, you have to be good at algebra. I'm like, I don't know why, but I mean, that motherfucker mm. had an entire career without getting electrocuted to death. So it must, yeah. it must be useful for something, but it's not useful for anything I've ever done. I think yeah. like once he's like putting in a line and he's like, and you're, well, you're putting in a line and you're like, yeah. Y equals MX plus B. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think once you get past like, uh, I don't know, fifth grade math, like, do you really need anything beyond that? Really? You don't. And like, I think if you know how to read and I think, I think if you just like, like major kid do like basically book reports like just read to them until mm. they become like they're reading like young adult books mm. just just read to them and explain like just the habit of reading yeah and then after a while it's just like okay we're doing a book report i need you that's need, true like i, I need to, to test your comprehension on, but you could probably test the comprehension just talking to your kid so like mm. oh so what was what was the chapter you read last night about and then then the kid would have to do an oral book report without mm. having to the yeah. anxiety of structuring it inside of a class setting to go, oh, well, the character did this and he went through this adventure and this happened mm -hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. And it's like, that's probably better for you than doing a fucking book report. It is. Like, it, all, like, almost every book report I did in school, I, I made sure it was a movie. Uh, f like it was a book that was a movie. And then I would just mm -hmm. watch the movie and do a book. <laughs> same. Same. Because I was lazy. Except with the exception of uh, Pet Cemetery and Misery. Because I read those two Stephen King books. Oh, I never did. I, I just love the movie Pet Cemetery. They're really long. Pet Cemetery uh, freaked me both out. Both those books are very long. but uh, all, all Stephen King's books. Are. But Misery is about as close to a perfect film as you'll ever find. Okay. It's not like my favorite film, but in terms of like, like you can't remove a, a minute out of Misery. It's like perfect. Oh, so it's like Wayne's World. Yeah. There's not an ounce of fat on it at all. No, Wayne's World's a perfect comedy. Yeah. It's very, everything is just perfectly tight. Like mm -hmm. you can't change or alter it. There's not like mm -hmm. the director's cut of Misery. It's like, no, it's mm -hmm. absolutely perfect the way it is. Okay. Yeah. I like Wayne's World a lot, too. Yeah. It's but it's like my favorite comedy ever made. It came out when I was in sixth grade. It was like, it was the right movie at the right time. Mm. So, so yeah, but back, back to schooling, though. <laughs> um, so there's like no other place on earth where, besides prison, where you're in these situations in high school where where people are like forming gangs and they just beat the shit out of each other. That was my <laughs> high school. I don't know how yours was, but it was just yeah. chaos. A lot of people died in my high school. Car crashes, drug overdoses, yeah. murder. I saw a guy fucking I, bring a gun to school. Like, I saw people bring guns to school. I saw my freshman year, I saw someone get fucking stabbed. I, there was a riot. There was a race riot at my school. <laughs> Dude, it was on CNN. It was crazy. Really? Yeah, it was a race riot. Um, Andrews <laughs> High School, 2000, the year 2000. Wow, there there was there was two race riots while I was there. Oh wow, yeah. It was, I mean, it was it was a you know the year two thousand was kind of a crazy time. It's when the year I graduated high school. Yeah, <laughs> so we 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 spent too much on this bullshit system of the education system. Mm -hmm. Um, where was he? Yeah, we spent too much. Uh, yeah, we just spent too much on on on. On educations that was, I mean, this was started by like a sociopath, Johnny Rockefeller. <laughs> According to census.gov, 
I'm going to use a more, uh, like, a, a legit source. The United States spends $752 billion on education. This was in 2019. The most, uh, this is the most we have ever spent in a decade. You know, you hear a lot of politicians like, we need to spend more money in education. Like, no, there's something wrong with education. It's not working. We're spending all types of money in education, yet every year the IQ rate in this country goes down. Every single year it goes down. We, we are Well, there's no accountability to have people study the things you want them to study because people are too busy watching TikTok videos yeah. and vaping, going, doing competitive vaping competitions. There's, wait, there's a competitive vaping competition? Bro, yeah, dude. People oh do. God. People do. <laughs> uh, trick vaping. Don't show me this. This is gonna make me angry. It's like I was going on a. I was having like a retard day where I just was uh, watching um, like Russian slap fighting, which mm. is now kind of a main thing. What was it? Uh, I think Dana White bought like some. I don't know what the name of the company is, but it's basically like Russian sl- like face slapping. Mm-hmm. There's like a league, and he like bought the league. Oh and, wow! Yeah, and. Um, Oh, hello. Oh, no. Careful, Mama. Sorry, we have the dog in here, so... Just got back from California. He's still, um, or she's still uh, jet-lagged. She's quite jet-lagged. Yeah, keep going. I'll I'll pull up Yeah, so we we are currently 29th in the world, like, in actual, like, in the the developed countries. We rank 29th in those. A country that ranks higher than us, North Korea. They have a higher mm-hmm. IQ, but it just depends if you believe their numbers. They probably just were like, "How how high is America?" We're like, oh, "Our our average IQ is like ninety six right now." They're like, "All right, we're ninety seven. Yeah. Well, isn't it like Asians and like Ashkenazi Jews are just measurably smarter than everyone else? Well, all the all the like the Asian countries. I think Japan had the highest. Yeah, like Shanghai and I'll like, go. I'll go along with that. Sure, why not? Yeah, um, I don't even know if Shanghai's a country. I just said it. it's a city. I think. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just saying, fucking Asian shit. But the 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 states that have spent the most on education per pupil, so like per person, student, teachers, whatever, are mostly the states in the Northeast: New York, Connecticut, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island. Now, I don't know about you, but I've never met people in these states and thought, wow, these people are way smarter than me. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> wow, they're so much smarter than people from Texas. I've never thought that. They, they're exactly the fucking same. These states coincidentally had the highest vaccination statuses. John D. Rockefeller created a system of dumbing down Americans. He created a way to make people obedient. Mm. He created a system to create products, petroleum, that we cannot live without. Uh, I mean, he didn't create petroleum, but he created the system where he makes all the money from it. Um, he helped create a monetary system where they can just invent fucking money out of thin air mm-hmm. and made themselves richer. Um, he has a monopoly on pharmaceutical drugs and a monopoly on your kids' education. So basically what this whole this whole episode is about is how this guy made a system just to totally fuck everybody and take all their money. It's big scam. It's big, he's just a big. He he he's just. I mean, it's a it's a robbery highway. I mean, it's a. You want you want to see something tight? This guy named his name is Austin Lawrence. This guy's supposed to be like the oh. vaping god. Oh wow! Look, he's he. How does he put? In, so we're watching the vaping god, and he just put smoke in his hand, 
and he's able. How in the fuck is he doing that? That insane. All right, that's a, that's kind of amazing. I take it back. Maybe we're, maybe we need this. How we, is he doing this? We should we should sponsor this guy. Conman podcast just on a t-shirt while he's at a world vaping competition. It's not. It, he's got my attention. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he he's gonna get some kind of horrible lung disease. Here's another one where he made he made a giant bubble and he filled it with vape. Wow. And then, um, what's the name of this guy? Austin Lawrence. Austin Lawrence. He's Look him up, guys. This is fucking amazing. We'll check the show. So he's got the fucking and. Bam! What the fuck? Isn't that weird. This is crazy. Yeah, dude. There's this is all. This is a whole universe. I did not know about this universe. World. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I always appreciate when someone's the best in the world at something. I was just shitting right. on him, but I, I'll take it back. That's that's actually he worked on something and makes him happy. That 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 that's kind of like how we started the episode about doing stuff that makes you happy. Yeah. Don't depend on the government. Don't be like, I have to vote for this guy or or the world's over. No, just fucking go out and fucking meet your neighbors. Um, have kids. Fucking teach them good things. All, all that fun stuff. Yeah, man. There's, uh, there's... Anytime you get really fucking, fucking uh, upset about something political or something like that, like... You should really take a couple days off and just go do something nice. Mm -hmm. You know, like like uh, take your significant other out to a nice dinner, yeah, brunch or something like that, and or just go wherever you live. Go to the nicest area mm -hmm. of wherever you live and just watch a sunset. And it sounds corny, but just having some just having some time alone with your own brain. Uh, looking at something nice is good for you. I think that's most of why people go to strip clubs. Yeah. You just want to sit there. No one talks to each other at a strip club. It's just quiet. You know, it's just people sitting there looking at nice things. Mm -hmm. And they get, like, peace. They get a little bit of peace from it and a little relief. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's a, that, that's a good way to end the episode. <laughs> But yeah, before we go, I want to give a big shout out to our to our Patreon people. Mm -hmm. um, let me let me hold on. Let me just start off. We're we're gonna go by. Um, let me see. We'll go to actives. Current here. Okay. So, uh, all right. First off, Tony G. Big shout out. Hey, he just started. So, man. These are these are like new people. Who are these people? I just saw this. Tony G. It's like I guess they might have just signed up. Uh, Max is in the. He's yeah. Max is not in a tier. Uh, Autin Puskas, dude. I think these people just signed up like right now. Seriously? Yeah. There's like nothing on here. I don't know. I'm confused. What are their names? Auten Puskas and Tony Aut G. Tony G and Auten Puskas. A U D T I N. Well, welcome, well, welcome. And if we're pronouncing that wrong, just uh, hit us up and let us know. But thanks for thanks for joining. Uh, Woodsman, nineteen seventy five, of course. Old reliable, the Woodsman. Vincent Mack, 
Mm, Thomas. And Thomas. These are in the $3 Gulag gang, by the way. Yeah. Uh, this is Colin. Um, he's our, he's our, uh, wait, Olin, oh, Olin, Jesus Christ. Like, fucking computer just went crazy. Sorry. Olin Miller, Mike M, uh, Mike, Michael Tur- Terpstra, mm-hmm. who he, he was in the chat last night. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Bird, Jonathan Dish. Why are you doing this? Uh, Joe. Jen, who um, I we, we talked to, well, I talked to um, in on in the Patreon uh, DMs. She's very happy and she likes all of her stuff. So welcome, Jen. You are you're the only lady in here. So yeah, it's all dudes. That's that, I think that's an important milestone. We've we've broken past just mm. schlubby dudes. Yeah, who maybe drink too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Flores. Uh, Forrest Van Orman, David Osbernson, mm-hmm. um, you got Bo Mater, uh, Adam Rumpf, and then in the $10 uh, Gulag Gang, I mean the $10 uh, Little St. James Island tier, we got Thomas Sims, Corbin Bo- Bokovets, got some Russians in here, Keith Collar, Jonathan, John E. Smith, Jeff Newquit, uh, David Jones, David Klein. I thought David Klein. Um, I thought he he canceled, but apparently he just went. He went to a different tier. Okay. Dakota Robbins, David Overbitch, Ben Garcia, and for the twenty dollar tier, we got Patrick Friends, Burnson, Matt Spears, Matt Royston, Lucas R. Man, Lucas R. You you were great last night in the chat. He. I don't know how drunk he was. Was he uh, in Florida? Yeah, he's <laughs> he's he's our Florida guy. He's our Florida man. He was yeah. he was just pumped up for DeSantis. He was he was he was like ready to drive down here party with us. Yeah, I'm stoked like, for you, dude. You get to live in the state where DeSantis is taking a big win. That's he's great. like just mo- he's like move down here. This is where freedom lives. <laughs> <laughs> he was right. I'll think about it, dude. And of course, Itamashi Chen. Itamashi Chen is one of our originals. He he's just stuck with it. Who knows if he even listens to the show? He's just like, I'm supporting you guys. I appreciate that, Itamashi. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what's going on with 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 you on Skeleton Factory? Uh, well, episode forty seven is out right now, and it is a uh, review of the Netflix uh, miniseries from twenty nineteen. Don't fuck with cats. Um, if you're into true crime or serial killers, that's a really good episode. And I'm currently working on an episode of just, um, an amalgamation of stuff that I've been watching just in the past, uh, month or so. So I'm going to talk about the greasy strangler. I'm going to talk about, uh, a movie called bitch ass, um, and, um, a bunch of other stuff. So stay tuned for that. That episode should be out in the next few days. And, um, uh, Everything on Skeleton Factory is at uh, on Instagram at skeleton underscore factory and on Twitter at SF Podcast ATX, as well as um, Skeleton Factory as a Patreon. You can go to patreon.com forward slash skeleton factory to uh, support the show and everyone out there who is currently on the Patreon. Thank you very much for your support. I greatly appreciate it because it's just little old me 
doing everything. So um, every little bit helps, and I deeply appreciate it. Yeah, guys, thanks thanks for uh, supporting the show. You can find us on Instagram at con underscore man underscore podcast, Twitter at comment podcast one. Of course, our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash comment podcast. Rumble, Odyssey, we still do a little bit on YouTube. We might start doing some live stuff on Rumble, so keep an eye on that. But yeah, that's uh, that's what we got today. Um, thanks for your continued support. If, and if you like the show, just tell your friends about it. Let's, we're we're going to keep fighting against this algorithm. I don't know if it's going to start to let up now that the midterms are over. Maybe they'll let us go a little crazy again. But if not, just like help us grow organically. Tell your friends. Tell like your family. Uh, Thanksgiving's coming up. Just fucking... Just start playing in the living room with all your with all your family members. We, <laughs> even if even if they hate this kind of stuff, just fucking play it. Who cares? Yeah, but, yeah. Um, why not? Yeah, catch, But yeah, we'll catch you guys later. There's, we got we got some we got some other stuff going on, but we have a lot of big plans. So kind of stay tuned. Yeah, we'll catch you guys on the next one. See ya. Bye bye.